Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The following podcast contains spoilers and adult language. Listener discretion is advised. Hey, this is Rupert from Survivor. And you're listening to the Showdown Podcast. Yeah! The Showdown Podcast presents The Survivor Series with Corey Miller, Vic Miller, Brad Scott, and featuring the cult cinema cavalcade, this week's episode, This is the three-time award-winning Showdown Podcast. I am joined, as always, by Corey. Is that a fist in my ass, Miller? (laughs) Vic, really just Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Miller. And I am Brad, junkie on the beach, Scott. And this is the Showdown Podcast. We are joined once again by the guys from the Colt Cinema Cavalcade Podcast, Brandon Peters. But did Vic have to use the whole fist? (laughs) (laughs) Usually it's Vic's foot, so this is a nice change of pace. And Colin Bricker. Uh, Thanks for not shoving anything up me today. (laughs) That's usually protocol with being on the show. (laughs) uh, We ask you what movie you'd like to use, and then uh, we have Vic put his fist up your ass. (laughs) It's only a 13 uh, double E. (laughs) (laughs) So we we did, we watched Fletch. It is the 1985 comedy, also listed as an action thriller. Um, Corey would call it a romantic um, thriller. (laughs) Starring... Chevy Chase in what many consider his best role, best movie. Also, Gina Davis, uh, Joe Don Baker, and uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, as we mentioned earlier. Did you really <laughs> say Gina Davis was really in this movie? Dude, a lot of people. She was were, such a side note. There's so many people, but most people are like one to two scenes aside from Chevy Chase. I was gonna oh, say really? yeah, like yeah. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is like fourth build. T- Ted, yeah. Ma- yeah. Ted Matheson's there at the beginning and, and the end. I didn't think yeah. Yeah. And I was thinking about it like when it was over, like there wasn't a scene where that Fletch was not in. No, right, it's wild. Yeah, like he was like on the call sheet every day, number one for that movie. Yeah, <laughs> back right. when Timmy Chase gave a damn. It's yeah. Great. <laughs> yeah, I I didn't even realize that. Yeah, I think I don't think there is a scene he's not in. That's weird. Yeah, you never hear that the characters talking to another character. They're yeah. always talking to Fletch. To him. Right. Yeah. It makes the m- mystery work better that way, though. I not, guess. You know, seeing random bad guys giving away stuff. So. No, it's just interesting. So, guys, what has changed? What's been going on since you were last on the show? Uh, <laughs> Got new cow. Lots of money. <laughs> Lots of money. Rolling in money. The podcast just took off. Huh? Took off. Yeah. 
But we bought Corey a new house. <laughs> <laughs> With the same uh, aquatic. It was the uh, one next door, noise. so he's got two estates now. <laughs> <laughs> this is the solarium. Yeah, I just put all the tanks in the one house. <laughs> um, now, you guys are the Colt Cinema Cavalcade podcast. You go back similar to us. You go back and watch uh, older movies and give your inputs on them. Uh, have you had any guests on your show? Uh, well, one or two. Yeah, we had a few guests oh, on the on. show. No, yeah. we... We try. I mean, we do some our, ourselves. Sometimes we get guest heavy. It just kind of goes, comes and goes in waves. But we've um, we've had uh, like John Roca from Collider on, uh, Scott Mendelson from Forbes, uh, Christy Lee from the Bob and Tom Show has been on. Ah, I love Christy Lee. It's yeah, great. Yeah. Um, and you know, other people, uh, people who maybe you don't know, do things like like uh, Justin Bean. We've had. He's done a lot of like uh, Blu-ray extra feature producing mm-hmm. stuff, and mm-hmm. he's. Been in charge of like re-releasing movies in theaters nationally before, and, and Troy Brownfield. Troy Brownfield is a comic book artist um, or writer, comic writer, stand for Dynamite Comics and things like that. And he's currently doing Spark Shooter, right? Spark Shooter, yeah. mm-hmm. it's a local, uh, based off uh, like a local band from the early 2000s in the Fountain yeah, Square. It's very niche. <laughs> it's very niche. Wait, it's a comic book? Huh? It's, it's a, a comic, comic book. It releases like pages, kind of like. But based off of a band from Indianapolis, ba- from ba- Fountain it's a Square. Fake band. It's a fake band, but it's, ba- oh, okay. it's based on like the kind of tribulations of like the early two thousands, like being a local band in like Indianapolis and playing. Things <laughs> yeah. Like that. It's oh very yeah, niche. You, you can make uh, that for a comedian, but his only superpower would be to do a lot of drugs <laughs> <laughs> and try to get free drinks at the Ugly Monkey, <laughs> <laughs> all while hawking his super T shirts. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you buy this shirt and a drink, and we'll talk. <laughs> You guys had like real guests with like like our our guests start off with he's a local comedian from Indianapolis. <laughs> <laughs> Those bad. Yeah. They're great. They're hilarious, but we all have the same uh, credibility. But we talk to a lot of people like across the country. Yeah, we talk across we talk across the country. We don't we won't do it in like person. Of course, we don't fly people in. So you guys use yet. Skype. Yeah, we do we, use Skype. Yeah, we do have to Skype. Corey. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Do you uh so what do you, do you do a specific genre or how do you decide on the movies we you're going to choose? We get hung up in the 80s a lot. Is that and I try to like we bury it, but I mean, there's the so problem. much crazy. It was the Coke age. <laughs> <laughs> there was so yeah. much crazy stuff being made yeah. all the time, and it's really in the 80s. Like I say this with like the 80s like horror genre at least too. While maybe the movie's not good or maybe not scary, they're entertaining as hell. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there's like a fun factor to a lot of the 80s movies, and like sometimes when you get like the 60s, like a bad movie could be like funny or it could be like really boring and yeah. and there's there's 90s ones too but mm. sometimes i don't think that we're really there with like yeah, the 90s because the 70s uh like movies like that they were bleak so they weren't yeah really there, there's like a lot of bleak stuff there's bad in the 70s but it's you know hard yeah. to find it's and we mostly like to go for stuff where it's like someone's failure not not like intentionally <laughs> bad made movies like yeah. they try to do on like you know the asylum movies on sci-fi yeah. and stuff like that yeah. we don't do sharknado yeah. have you have you done masters of the universe we haven't yet so it'll, it'll come yeah. around one day yeah we have a list of things that we want to get to and that's yeah. i believe that is on there somewhere well i just gotta let you guys know uh do not touch <laughs> our thing <laughs> We are the kings of the Masters of the Universe <laughs> podcasting. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, then you can't touch rhinestone. That's a deal. That's a deal. If that tells you where we stand with our uh, MOU. See, we call it the MOU. Right here. <laughs> you know, Dolph of Lundgren. We've had him on the show. We have not, but... Uh, so, Burt Reynolds, and you'll have Dolph Lundgren. There you <laughs> go, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I think we have a better chance, though. <laughs> I have a feeling Dolph's going to be at Horror Hound 2017. <laughs> we accurately did predict a guest at Horror yes, Hound. Yes, we did. Oh, yeah? Uh, Amanda Beers. When no, it, no, 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 no. From no. Uh, Cujo. I'm blanking oh, on D. Yeah, Wallace. D. Wallace. D. Wallace. So we did Cujo, what, two weeks before Horror Hound? The week mm-hmm. before. Week before, leading yeah. into Horror Hound. And we recorded like that week, too. Yeah. And we were talking about how we were going to Horror Hound. And then as we're talking about Cujo, we're like, well, we know the one kid went on to be on Who's the Boss? Like, I wonder what D. Wallace is up to now. And I was like, ah, oh, we'll probably see her Horror Hound in two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> and then literally they announced, like, hey, we just got a new guest. It was like D. last minute. Horror Hound. It was oh, last minute that they added her. I was like, holy shit. You know, my, my favorite <laughs> Horror Hound moment with their announcements was in, it was last year, and they're like, or no, it was two years ago. They're like, we are announcing Paul Rudd. And it was like, and then like six hours later, Paul Rudd has had to cancel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. was, was, was Horror Hound... The, the side of my no that was was that popcorn no it was horror hound so okay um yeah 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 okay <laughs> so we do we we do popcorn and horror hound every year where like we, we were record at and stuff this year, yeah and when we did horror hound michael rooker was there yep and so we went to go do an interview with him he was nice enough to give us his time and these girls who were before us had talked to him. They were telling me they were big fans and everything else. And he somehow his age got brought he goes, up. He goes, "Oh, you're for big fans. How old am I?" Yeah, and they Literally didn't know. And we're, I'm like, look it up. Get on your phone. Like, look it up. What? How old is he? Because that's a. So he was like 67 61. or 61. Yeah. So then we start the interview. I decided I'm going to slip that in there. Like, you know, 60 year old, one year old man. Yeah. Well, no. I, I said we're happy to be joined. Uh, by 61-year-old Michael Booker. <laughs> oh, and oh. he immediately caught it. Yeah. And immediately was like, what? You don't even know my name? <laughs> <laughs> you got my age. Just destroys me. It's great audio oh, because God, I yeah. am, it's so uh, painfully awkward because I'm like, no, no, they, they, they told me wrong. Or, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you heard me wrong. That's what I said. You heard me wrong. And he's like, no, no, no. He and he's looking around. There's like a crowd now gathering. Like, you hear this? Because they're like, why is Michael Rooker yelling? <laughs> <laughs> that guy's going to eat fists what in is, a moment. Why is that. he yelling at that Muslim? <laughs> uh, <laughs> where is this horror hound attendee? Where is it? Where's the guy with the little cash box? But he was super nice about it. I mean, it was it was a very awkward interview, but that's what we like. So. Yeah, that video <laughs> can be seen on YouTube. Yes. We'll send it out. When the, when it is we... painful. Yeah. It is very painful. Man, it sucks to pull our Corey in real life. <laughs> <laughs> well, when I was standing behind the camera when he said it, I go, oh, shit, I hope he didn't hear that. Oh, <laughs> no, he, he heard it. And then he heard And I was like, oh, God. But here's the thing, and I know, I, I did not know his name. But I did know him. Like, Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy. Cliffhanger's one of my all-time favorite Have movies. Have you ever seen Henry, Portrait of a Suit? Yes. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Like, he's I, amazing. He's great in everything he does. Yeah. And so, but I was so focused on the age joke yeah. that my mind, I, and I had just looked at his name. At the, and that's you, the were looking, you were looking at it right there. There was a giant yeah. poster in my eye line that says Michael Rooker. <laughs> right behind him, his actual face, it says Michael Rooker. Yeah. And he looked up. I, like, I was like, he said that. He looked up at it right as he said Booker. I'm like... Oh, fuck. <laughs> and I do, too. I was like, oh, I hope he didn't hear that. Man, he was having a rough day. Because didn't he, Cullen works at a TV station, and they interviewed him, and you said, like, one of the worst. Oh, the guy. Like, oh, there, That's you from Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Character. yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, he didn't know his character's name was Yondu. He was like, yeah, that's you from uh, Guardians of the Galaxy and your your, your character there. Like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you like Applebee's? I do. Yeah. I always get the appetizer sample. Yeah, Half-price appetizers. And, and as much as uh, he wasn't great at interviewing, he'd be the best person for that, unfortunately. <laughs> so. And as uh, the, probably the most awkward interview I have seen was when I took uh, Jamie Kennedy 
to Fox 59 for the the morning show, mm-hmm. and the guy is like, you know, of course you're you're, you're well known. You shot the stardom with your movie Scream, and who can forget that big climactic scene where it's revealed that you're the killer? <laughs> and he goes. No, that wasn't me. <laughs> I wasn't the killer. And he's like, no, of course you were. You're messing with me. No, of course you were. He goes, no, I died in it, man. <laughs> I died in the movie. <laughs> like, before the killers are revealed. <laughs> and then the guy started confusing him with someone else. I can't remember what it was. Like, uh, like Seth uh, so Green or somebody right. like that. <laughs> and like, no. he's like, yeah, yeah. And then you did the other thing. And he's like, bro, are you confusing me with Seth Green? <laughs> oh, it was great. Well, I'm glad Jamie back. has that after the KTLA uh, New Year's Eve uh, disaster he oh. had. That guy should have just backed out of that interview right then. <laughs> He's like, a strange guy. Going to the next uh, the next segment. Commercial, go to commercial, go to commercial. I'm off the film Tremors. It's all Austin Powers. Oh, no, no. Idle hands? Weren't you on Buffy? Did you play a werewolf on Buffy? I had a show on Clueless. You were great. All right, are we ready to to get to our uh, yeah, our new it. segment? If Corey doesn't murder, we're gonna oh, give yes. him one more chance. Okay. Corey's picks. We give Corey the budget and the year, and he tries to figure out how much money the movie made. Mm-hmm. All right. So this is 1985. May 31st was the exact release date, and the budget was eight million dollars. How much did the movie make? Thirty-five. All right, he is saying 35. That is a plus 27. Drum roll, please. I think it's a drum roll. 59.6 million. <laughs> Damn. You are really bad at this. <laughs> this was the height of Chevy Chase fame, and you thought he made 27 million over. Well, yeah. All right, so 51. So you are a minus 24. I was close. I was clo- I mean I was closer you, I was, what? That's I was close? closer with that one than I in the other one. You were like ones. halfway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Still a 50% you fail. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know back in your day they only had pass fail and there's our, no belt They also only had a school house. Like it was just one room. Our abacus only went up to 20. <laughs> <laughs> the school marm. <laughs> That's what we needed. All right, so let's uh, let's. If you can't hire a twenty, you were bragging, and no one likes your bragging. <laughs> <laughs> we all had to save the same job. So let's get into uh, let's find out everybody's history with the movie Fletch. And now the Showdown Podcast history. All right, Vic. Um, this is my first time seeing it. When really? was that? Today. Today. All right. <laughs> oh, wow. Brandon. I can't recall the first time I've watched it, but I've I've been watching it for years and years and years and years. So, all right, Colin. Uh, the last time I watched it, it was probably on VHS. Oh wow! So I haven't oh. watched it in a while. Corey still has it on VHS. <laughs> now, was that also the first time, or did did you see it in theaters? I did not see it in theaters. No. Okay, Corey. Um, I've been watching this one for years. I again, I don't know the first time I saw it, but a lot of times I'll catch it on Comedy Central or something, and I'll end up mm. watching it. Um, so yeah, I've been watching this one for a long time. Watched it for the first time at about 3.45 today. <laughs> wow. I, I had a stint where I actually I actually watched this for like a couple weeks in a row, uh, researching for a script. <laughs> <laughs> this has been the Showdown Podcast history. Was that for Blinded by Rage? No, I had a... I had a um, my friend Maranzio and I were working on trying to get like a TV oh, thing yeah. going for him, and, and we thought... Fletch, a week-to-week kind of Fletch show in the vein of Lost. Oh, Jesus. It was those early 2000s, then. (coughs) 
Yeah, this was this was like oh five, yeah. oh six. We'd drive around trying to come up with. It. We never like got up like we, anything, but I was watching Fletch to keep my brain going. And but he's doing he's doing good. He's on Lopez now on Nick at Night TV Land. So, nice. Yeah. Corey, do you want to take us through right. Fletch? Since Vix, uh, Forrest Whitaker is acting up, I gotta take this one. And uh, we start out uh, on the beach. It's about uh, Fletch. He is a news reporter. Real quick, yep. This, this, you guys are listening to this in the f- first days of February, right? Mm, I don't know. Yeah, around there. <laughs> kind of feel like we did it backwards. Maybe like The Last Dragon would have been a more appropriate movie for February. <laughs> <laughs> Fletch seems like a really white movie for us to be doing during Black History Month. Uh, this was, yeah, there's one. There's a dude on the beach, right? Like, <laughs> and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. The only thing that could have made this surprise. more white was if he would have been wearing a Kurt Rambis jersey on right. the beach. <laughs> <laughs> Well, he talks about they need a, a power forward at the time, <laughs> and the power forward for the Lakers was Mitch Kupchak, who was white. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, yeah, and all the basketball players in uh, um, Fletch's imagination, they were all white as well, except yeah. for Kareem. <laughs> yeah. As we see in uh, the sequel to Fletch, Chip dreams white a lot. He's played like Chevy Chase. We know where he stands. Yeah. So uh, Fletch is out on the beach. He's doing. He's undercover researching a, uh, a drug trafficking uh, thing that's going on uh, out on the beach. Uh, so he's posing as an addict, and he's talking to uh, Sam, who is the owner of a restaurant. It's like a sh- it's a shack with his like name. A- on yeah, it. yeah. <laughs> I'm not quite sure what that thing well, was. And uh, it's maybe it was play- beachside rental. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's played by George Went yeah. from in Cheers a, in a beret in a beret. Norm. Yeah, <laughs> they probably shot all his shots in the same day. I oh, would yeah. imagine. Oh, yeah, all the beach was one day. Yeah, yeah maybe Almost two. everyone could be shot in one day on this movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah, So, uh, so he's trying to uh, to get uh, more information, and he's and then who is what's his name? Tim Matheson. Yes, strolls mm-hmm. up and says, uh, "I need to talk to you." He's like, like, I'm a handsome man in Alan a suit. Alan Stanwick. Yeah. I'm a handsome man in a suit underneath the boardwalk. With a thousand dollars. What could happen? <laughs> yeah. And I'm not asking for a blowjob. <laughs> I was going to say, this had a chance to go basketball diaries real quick. <laughs> He's like, I just want a Sandy Handy. Let's go. <laughs> Sandy Handy. Sandy Handy. Wow. They were I at have... the beach underneath of the pier. I'm Sandy keeping Handy. That. I'm how, keeping how, that. how have I never heard that? Term? Sandy <laughs> Handy. That's... You want a Sandy Handy? <laughs> no, I don't. I don't want to get burnt on my schlong. No. So uh, it's a little rough. Yeah. So I'll say fucking in a pool is like a sandy handy. Yeah. <laughs> it does. It feels a little sandpaperish. It's not. It's not enjoyable. Fucking in the water. People think it's like a. It's like fantasy for women, and it's just like. Eh. Doesn't feel great. <laughs> not to us. Um, so, so anyway, he tells him to come back to his house because he's going to. Uh, he needs to talk to him about it, something. And so he goes back with him. He offers him $50,000 to kill him. Oh, sorry. That was an accident. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. Go ahead. You're trying, to, you're trying to say something? So uh, he's and then uh, he's going to kill him and then escape to Rio de Janeiro, staging the murder to look like a burglary. So that's what his plan is. And so being the news reporter, he's like, this is something I need to look into. So he starts to do. Uh, hold on. I'm <laughs> Sorry, I. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just it's that well, uh, Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm scrolling. I'm scrolling to, to keep up. <laughs> Sorry, continue. So anyway, he starts out by uh, going to the doctor's office where 
uh, Stanwick. Yeah, like, being I, I, I can't believe that he would think the doctor would just give a patient's medical history yeah. to someone. <laughs> he's just looking for clues. It's the 80s, you know. They did clues. things like that. But he even called him out. He's like, later on, he's like, you know I can't do that. You're, uh, he's like, what was it, about a heart attack or something like that? And he's like, you know I can't give that information. Yeah. So yeah. he already knew that that thing was there. So he got a fist up the ass for nothing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So he. Well, that's uh, what he really went there for. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. My insurance covers it. That's, that's a classic scene from this movie. I yeah. mean, if a lot of people have heard, maybe not flesh, but they know of that scene with him, the Moon River. Moon River. Mm-hmm. Is that the whole. Are you going to use your whole dock hand? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got the whole, whole fist in there, Doc? Yeah. 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 The, there you go. Yeah, that's why I called you, Corey. <laughs> fist in my ass, Miller. <laughs> you didn't remember that? Oh, I remembered that. <laughs> That was intentional. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the LAPD chief, who uh, is played by Joe Don Baker, he uh, hold on, well, hold on, you he, found, he finds out that he, he doesn't find, have cancer. Yeah, he didn't have bone cancer. He oh yeah, that, he that, had yeah. a melanoma on his neck that they cut off, and it was fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he finds this out after he walks by the coroner. That has the door <laughs> right, wide yeah. open. <laughs> what kind of a terrible coroner? <laughs> what kind of terrible hospital? <laughs> Yeah, I don't care what floor you're on. Don't have a door open when there's a dead body just hanging out. But not only that, their their records the records room is right, right next, next to it. To <laughs> it. He was doing right. an autopsy. He was like cutting that body up. Yeah. Like there's a window <laughs> where the records are kept that where you can look at the autopsy. <laughs> Who's in the record? And what you know, look, looking at records looks up like oh good they're they're cutting open another John Doe. Anyway, back to work. Who was that? It's a badly, badly planned building. Yeah, right. exactly. Well, that doctor ended up going in there later and was eating in there. Yeah, well, it's oh, always the funny. joke. The cor- yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, the movies are always eating. Jay- stick uh, the donut on top of the Jason stomach. goes to hell. Jason yeah. <laughs> The one dude, the bit, the black dude who's in, like, everything. He's got, like, a whole sandwich. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. yeah. Sandwich, yeah. As he, but as he's cutting open Jason, who already is looking disgusting and <laughs> right. is like, Half of his skin is uh, exposed anyways. Right. right. They're right. either smoking or big stogie or they're eating food just because it's not what you would think. So yeah. Would yeah. So Get it? Yeah, they always <laughs> have to play that the death doesn't bother me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 Hey, let right. me show you this right here. And just cuts it open and the other goes like, oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, what are you talking about? Not like they can feel it. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Okay. So as we said, he finds this out. So he goes to uh, a, country, a tennis club. And to meet Stanwick's wife. Who he had been ogling the entire time he was in Stanwick's house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. While she was laying out on the pool. That's our hero. <laughs> and ordering food for Joe Don Baker on set. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Joe Don Baker, when it, whenever he's on the screen, it looks like he's either just finished a meal or getting ready to have another meal. <laughs> <laughs> Is it my turn yet? Oh, i got to talk for a while. Sorry. <laughs> Let's get out of here. You're in big trouble. Where's my sandwich? <laughs> so, <laughs> is this the original? The mayor's up my ass. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I'll have your badge. Just a bucket of fried chicken off this side. <laughs> Hold on. Why's it got to be fried chicken? <laughs> Who wants to eat non-fried chicken? Well, that's true. I'll exactly. His <laughs> nice grilled chicken. <laughs> Joe Don Baker, fry it. <laughs> So while looking through Stanwick's finances, uh, Fletch finds that Gail recently converted $3 million of her personal stock in Boyd Aviation uh, into cash for her husband to buy a ranch in Utah. Which is her father's company. Yeah. Yes. It, se- it seems weird that in a, a movie like this, like here's this complicated plot point. Okay, back to Chevy Chase doing funny stuff. Right, right. Yeah. It is important to the movie, and it's not difficult to understand, but it seems like it's just such a... 
a big thing for this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so Fletch breaks into uh, Riller's office and discovers the deed list. The sale price is only $3,000. In Provo, Utah. Provo. So, Provo. Yeah, so the house was $3,000? Yeah. Well, the, the, the deed so, to the property. The yes. Uh, yes. It was the property itself he bought was was $3,000. It's supposed to be $3 million, but in actuality... Right. Yeah, Ellen was lying. What are you Alan. buying for three thousand dollars? Dirt. Uh, 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 but there's a house there in Provo, right? Utah. Yeah, it's the house that he ends up going to later on in the movie. The house was only three thousand dollars. Apparently so. Was that normal in '85? That just seems really low. <laughs> well, I, I mean, no, I, mean, it was I, I, I could buy a house. Everybody for three was grand. buying houses then. That was yeah. it. Was out in the middle of nowhere. At. Like a hillbilly had moved in and, and taken squatting rights in the yeah. house. So yeah. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't anything major. <laughs> so uh, the, the as I was saying a minute ago, the LAPD chief learned. Still, that's four months of my rent. <laughs> <laughs> It's pretty good to own a house. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Move to Provo, Utah, bro. You're good. That's the, pr- that's the real price. <laughs> <laughs> well, I live in Indianapolis, Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, when the LAPD chief uh, learns of the article, he warns him not to do it. Uh, he threatens to kill Fletch unless he agrees to drop the investigation. At the tennis club, Fletch overhears an arrogant club member insulting a waiter and decides to use that, uh, that guy's tab. To uh, the Underhills. Underhills, Underhills, yeah. yeah, Start uh, buying stuff on there. (laughs) The the guy's like, so uh, you want me to put it on their tab? Like, motherfucker, you know that that's not his friend. (laughs) And he's like, yeah, I'll just keep adding that up for you. He gives him a good tip. He's like, 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 $30. Give each other $20. I like how he's like, I have a Bloody Mary, a steak sandwich, (laughs) and (laughs) another steak sandwich. Because he only asked him for a drink. He's like, would you like a drink? He's like, I'll take two sandwiches. He looked off the side of the director, and Joe Don's like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's real dude. He's ordering Joe Don's lunch because it was <laughs> booze <laughs> and meat. Steak <laughs> sandwich. That sounds like a Joe Don meal. Oh, yeah. Steak sandwich. Yeah, right, the, yeah right a lunch, this. by the way. A lunch. <laughs> <laughs> Two steak sandwiches. And a bloody, bloody man. man. <laughs> when he says first line, he's like, Jeez, dude. He's not, he's not used to opening his mouth without food going inside it. Yeah, like, it, it that was sealed gurgled. shut from the donuts he was eating earlier. <laughs> he had to break the seal. <laughs> Sitting back there, just thinking about it. So Fred had his food boner. So Fletch uh, gets this expensive meal taken to Gail's house. That's Stanwick's wife, and uh, tells her about the murder scheme, and. Uh, so, sorry, I'm reading this. That's the important part where she yeah. tells him to put on the suit because they're yes. about the same size. Well, you missed the whole drug exchange, too. Yeah. Come on, Corey. I'm telling you, it's I not as like easy, huh? This. this all ties in together. <laughs> so Fletch watches uh, Stanwick make a suspicious briefcase exchange, um, which is the drugs that he's been uh, muling back and forth. He's got a private airplane and he's been flying back and forth to Provo, Utah, supposedly yes. to uh, to to visit. Um, his family or whatever, and he's been taking drugs to South America and bringing them back. And he's he ends up being the connect 
that Fletch couldn't figure out right. was mm-hmm. bringing the drugs to the people on the beach, but still didn't understand how all this stuff went together. Yeah, it's crazy that these two Something, seemingly... Un- yeah. yeah. Like, why the hell would you pick this? Like, you just happen to pick the one guy who's going to pull all of this shit together who, off of the beach. And who was already working <laughs> on the story like, to begin with. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, you should have just given him $1,000 and walked away. Well, well nobody fit his... He was looking for someone in his stature. Yeah, so that's true. Fletch. That's true. I thought it was just because he was like the least looking homeless person on the beach. <laughs> it looks like he was just wearing clothes that had been in the wash for a while. Yeah, you know? This guy will be all right. Everyone else has like, got like holes and they're tattered. And they're sleeping under newspapers. But then there's just a guy with a sweatshirt. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, the LAPD end up following him around because they know that he knows what's going on. So they're trying to catch him um, to, to get him under control. Uh, they do end up catching him and put him in jail. Um and the uh what's the the, the chief <laughs> threatens to shoot him stab himself with a switchblade and no one would care. <laughs> it's, yeah. like, it's a dark scene. Yeah. <laughs> it's, really dark it's like scene. there's really not there's something wrong with this whole thing. Well, I, like that's the only time that he's scared in the whole movie. I and really wanted to start yelling "White Lives Matter" at that moment because <laughs> it was like really bad what he was doing to him. Yeah. Like I could feel the I felt his pain. Well, like he's had a, like, a gun pointed at him multiple times in this yeah. movie. That's the only time where, where he's like actually scared about what's happening. Well, that's why. I qualifies as a thriller. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> you got it. They had to pull the thriller in there somehow. They're like, just stick a gun. I was face, thrilled like as hell. Well, there are, I mean, there <laughs> are on the crazy box. moments like with the, the Dario Argento style dog that just like rips through the window and like goes yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. When he's what looking the at the real estate fuck? office, like, holy crap. <laughs> you thought you could like, flashback like, of Cujo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like things escalated quickly. What the fuck? He was looking through some papers and like, the broken a dog with a window. It opened the door with its mouth. Like, I, I only see that like Dario Gentry used to do crap like that with dogs. Yeah. Like, and it's like I only see it there. And then Fletch was like inspired by it or something. <laughs> He's like, um, we need a dog that can open a door with his mouth. Yeah, like, uh, excuse Anybody me. Anybody got one of those? Oh, I need a dog and some crystal meth. <laughs> <laughs> and not exactly in that order. Get vanity on the project. <laughs> <laughs> Animal consultant vanity. <laughs> what, what do we need to get this dog going? Just give him some crack. <laughs> Here, give me the crack. I'll make sure the dog gets the crack. Why is that dog glowing? <laughs> yeah, that was the fake glass that jumped through. Right? Oh, it was. That was double pained. We're gonna have, we're gonna have some people on our ass in a moment. Let's finish the shot. Get in, get into George Wentz coke stash and get. <laughs> he was hiding it all under. He's got enough ber- anyway. He was hiding it all under the beret. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> like we don't he, know where he gets his up from. He's like, well, he keeps taking his hat off. That's yeah. where. It's <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, look at my hat. It's so dirty. Oh, stupid hat. <laughs> then he has all the energy to sit there. Did he on ever the beach. stand up? No. 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 He didn't. No. No. Joe not at least stood up. Yeah. The the very end of the movie, we see him walking, so we know he's oh, ambulatory. Okay. But yeah. The, most of the movie that you see him, he's just sitting there in his beret thinking of being in Boston or something. <laughs> Most likely. So they end up, um, he, he's investigating the cops, uh, the drug dealers, like like the, the everything is going around this huge circle. He's figuring out. So he ends up going back to Provo to find, try to figure out like what, um, what's his fuck's name is. Uh, Stanwick. Stanwick's up to. Like he still hasn't quite figured out what he's doing. He just knows now at this point that Stanwick is involved with both the drug dealing and, for whatever reason, trying to kill himself. Yeah, he, he wonders why he, what his part in the whole thing yeah, yeah, yeah. is. Yeah. He's like, he doesn't understand why. Yeah, why, am I, why was I pulled into this bullshit? So he goes back to uh, Provost and he talks to Stanwick's parents. 
His dad looks like he was about to blow him and shoot him with that damn shotgun. <laughs> like, Stanwick had said his parents yeah. were deceased. Yeah. And I was so like, oh. When he finds yeah. him, he's like, um, so tell me a little bit about your son. They're like, oh, yeah, he's here all the time every other weekend with his wife. She's great. And he's like, oh, um, the chick from, from L.A.? She's like, no, the chick that lives here in Provo, Utah. Yeah. And he's like, hold up, this motherfucker's married already? Well, he yeah. went to her house beforehand yeah. because there was that woman connected with him. Right. And then there was nobody there, and this, he got chased out with a shotgun. And then he went to the parents' house because my favorite three words, mom and dad and Provo. <laughs> and he went there, and then he found, he found out that that woman was his wife. Right. And the funny thing is, like, in the two wedding pictures... Alan Sandwich is in the same pose in both the one with the <laughs> where it looks like one. he's yeah. completely gassed. Yes. Yeah. He's like, he's like, why am I doing this again? <laughs> oh yeah, this bitch is rich. That's why. <laughs> so uh, he finally figures out. Okay, so he's married already. He's got he's been married for eight years. He's uh, what do they call it? Uh, bigamist. Yeah. So he's a bigamist. No polygamist. Polygamist. Okay. polygamist. Okay. What's a bigamist? A bigot. Oh, yeah. No, that's that's cool. Well, there's a line that's that <laughs> you owe her like another race or something. There's a line. I I think it's big me because uh, there's a line after he goes back to L.A. He t- he's talking to Stanwick's other wife and shows her the picture. She goes, uh, "Thank you." He goes, "Well, that's big of me." Well, maybe big of me is where you have two wives and they don't know about each other, and then polygamy is like a yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. You have right. sister okay. wives, old sister wives. Yeah. yeah, gotcha. We figured this out now. Why are you looking? Or we this? think, or or maybe we think we did. <laughs> and then if people are listening, are like, someone's like, you guys are all fucking wrong. Why doesn't anybody know what bigamy is? You guys are idiots. I know what it is. I just Wikipedia it while you guys were talking. <laughs> if Watch only it. we had this Actually, thing where we could look it up. I paused it, and then you guys acted like you knew it. Bunch of assholes. <laughs> so he comes back, and he he goes back to Stanwick's wife and tries to explain to her what's going on. Um, and he, uh, in in meantime, his boss at the newspaper is pissed off at him because he thinks he's not following the story he's supposed to be doing, mm-hmm. and he's off on a whole other thing. And he knows that I've kind of end run this thing back into the story that you want. Leave me the fuck alone and let me figure this out. All right. So he goes back to try to talk to the wife again. By the way, bigamy is the act of going through a marriage ceremony while already married. Polygamy Boom. is uh, the practice or custom of having more than one wife. Or so like Corey, I was sort time. of right. Okay, so they were yeah. both like that. That yeah. covers both bases, I guess, because yeah. he's well, done both of those things. Well, yeah, you do the. Okay, so you could do the. You can have the polygamy, but you got to do the bigamy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you also don't necessarily have to have the polygamy to do the bigamy. <laughs> <laughs> Can't have the polygamy without the bigamy, but the bigamy can stand on its own. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Another wrinkle to the movie. <laughs> As if there weren't yeah, enough. Shit. We've got like a whole room 207 thing going here. <laughs> We're going to uncover all types of shit. So he goes back to talk to... Uh, By the way, isn't there... There's a TV show about like... Was it, it's, like the, it's like the Toby Keith guy uh, who has a bunch of wives. Now, there's that one called Big Love. That no, that's not Big... Big Love had like the, like the dude from Office Space looking guy. No, the one I'm talking about is a reality show... With the dude who looks like he's like Big Love had Bill Paxton. Keith Ur- he looks like his name would be Keith Urban or but Toby Keith. But you're he looks like a country about, singer. But you're talking about the reality show though. Yeah. yeah. And you're talking about There's a reality show about bigamy. Yeah. yeah. Or whatever. Bigamy? Oh. Yeah. You know, I think it is that Sister Wives. Yeah. That's because oh. that's, that's the yeah that's the dude yeah he looks like a country singer or like yeah. a like he was like he could 
Like he's in a Creed cover band. Okay. <laughs> Apparently, there are no other options for these women. He's got, <laughs> he's got his arms wide open. They want, oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> they want a little bit of that Kardashian money. That's all that is. <laughs> Cody Brown. God damn, that sounds like a country singer. <laughs> I live my wives. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, oh, go Jesus. ahead, Vic. <laughs> so, <coughs> sorry. Fletch uh, is kind of getting an idea of what's going on here. He knows that he's uh, running drugs. He knows he's flying them back and forth. Um, he's he's come to the conclusion that there's something going on with this airport thing. So he does go back to the airport to try to find out who um, he was flying with. And that's how he comes across the other wife. Um, and that leads him to believe that he's trying to ditch out with the wife. But he still doesn't know that he's trying to kill him. Which he goes back to the current wife, which is the rich bitch, and goes... There's something going on here, and he's obviously hot on her anyway. Um, so he goes and talks to her. But before he does, he orders dinner, uh, lunch for them in Cabana One, um, which he figures out is where she's at. Um, and he orders a lobster thermidor, um, two bottles of, of uh, Dom Perignon, Dom Perignon. caviar, uh, cav- beluga caviar at eighty dollars an ounce. Only, or only like three, or only yeah, but only three, three yeah. orders, yeah. Uh, three ounces. That's what it was. Um, and has it delivered, and uh, she answers the door in her towel. Like yeah, <laughs> oh no, she no looked like idea. she wanted. She looked like she wanted the D <laughs> yeah, from did. the get. She's like, I ain't seen my husband in a while. I need the D. <laughs> uh, <laughs> We're not like, talking about letterbox, Corey. <laughs> at NKO Gonzo. Oh, we got it in there. Uh, so he sits down, and talks to her. He starts talking to her about what's going on and tells her what uh, what he found out, which was that she gave him three million dollars. He went and bought a three thousand dollar property. She's like, no, he didn't. I saw the deed. He's like, no, here's the real deed. He shows it to her. She's pissed. Um, and I think that opens the door to like, fuck it. I'm just going to fuck this guy then because uh, <laughs> I don't yeah. care. He's she trying sh- hard enough. She <laughs> shouldn't get that mad because we all know women be shopping. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the first time she got $3 million from daddy. <laughs> this was actually the inspiration for Sinbad. He saw Fletch. Like, That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> so uh, they enjoy their meal. Um, he explains uh, a little bit about his relationship with the guy he's stealing the uh, the, the food from. Um, and the waiter takes the bill over to uh, Mr. Underhill. And Mr. Underhill, like a rich bastard, just starts signing it before he even looks at it. I was like, if this dude signs that receipt and doesn't look at it, and then right. he looked at it. Right. I was yeah. like, all right. Because <laughs> he almost did it. Yeah. And he's like, who's had all this food? He's like, oh, they're over in Cabana One. So he goes friend. over he to talk like to your her. Friend. He's yeah, like, he's like, we don't have anybody here. We don't have friends. <laughs> no, no, he's like, I don't have anybody here this yeah. week. So uh, apparently he's been doing this shit. It's not out of the ordinary. So he goes over to confront him. Um, when Fletch realizes he's uh, up the shit's creek without a paddle, he goes to jump out the window and she gives him a suit, like her husband's suit. Because he'll stand out the same in the white. Size. He's not going to stand out jumping out a window in a suit <laughs> without the suit on even? Just hold him over his well, shoulder, jumping the out the window? Side. The front door's there, the window's Then the dude there. wasn't going to see him anyway. Why did he need the suit? <laughs> Conveniently <laughs> placed suit. Yeah, just to point out again that he is the same size right. as Tim Matheson's yeah. character. And yeah. that is where he decides that he understands what the hell's going on, even though we still don't, at least I didn't. I don't know if you guys got it at that point, but I still wasn't. I literally didn't get it until he like spelled it out about the suit thing. Like that mm-hmm. didn't even it didn't even drive home to me until he actually confronted the dude about it. But prior to confronting him, he went to back to the beach. He went back to his roots. Mm-hmm. He went and talked to Gummy. Uh, the black dude who kept being beat up by cops like nonstop. Yeah. This is like yeah. this is like 
art imitating life. <laughs> well, you notice they had <laughs> or a, art predicting uh, uh, life. You notice they had a black cop beat him up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they were trying to be slick. <laughs> they, they, yeah. <laughs> so and he was dr- and this time he was dressed as Jesus or well something like that. He just had a bald head and a big white mustache. Yeah, I don't know what he was. And they let the black cop drive while the white cop was with him in the back because he didn't. That, no, the black cop. Know? The black cop jumped in the back seat with no, him. He didn't, no, no, he, he didn't. didn't. The black no. cop drove and the other guy grabbed him and put him in the back seat and, and then, then got in the back like, seat with oh, him. I didn't see yeah. that. For I thought the black guy got it. Oh well, yeah, he's got to cuddle up to him. Sure. And then and then he threw a brick through the window of the car, so somebody got. I hit. thought it was gonna be. I thought he was gonna throw it at a taillight so he could follow. A car yeah. to know which cop car it was. Now he was just—I I understood why he did it. Like he was trying to get him to stop and take him. Yeah. By throwing it through, and he's like, "Nope, he just drove the fuck off." But it went right through the back window, and the, that cop was sitting. That's where the cop should have been sitting. That's what I'm saying. Like that cop should have been knocked the fuck out yeah. or dead. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I've thrown some pretty big shit in the back of a window, and it didn't break that easy. <laughs> no. <laughs> Those cop cars are weak. So um, he get, he goes and talks to. Uh, he ends up going back and talking to uh, Gummy, and he talks to uh, what's what's Big uh, Sam. Big Sam. Sam. Yeah. All right. So sitting boy over there, he talks to him, and he convinces both of them that they're going to uh, turn state's evidence. <laughs> He's like, yeah. "Yeah, I just talked to Gummy. Gummy's turning state's evidence. Uh, you might want to get on this." He's like, uh, "But if if you get to it first, so he ends up taking them both in because um, they're going to testify against the cop because the cops forcing them to to peddle drugs." Um, so he goes and does that. He goes back to his editor and tells him, look, I figured out what's going on. Here's the story. Don't run this shit till after midnight for whatever reason. His boss is like, why? And he's like, just don't do it. And he takes off. Um, he goes and confronts Stanwick about oh, what's did we going miss on. The, the chase. <clears throat> the get out of town. Get out of town. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Wound up at the Boy Scout convention. <laughs> yeah. Is that what it was, a Boy Scout convention? Was like, was like I wasn't sure what, it was. what the hell that was. Yeah, like, he, he steals the car. Well, they, the cops are after him. They show up at his house. Like one of the best songs. Yeah. In the <laughs> movie. He shows up at the house and he runs off. He pulls around the corner, jumps out of the car and like commandeers his kid's car. The kid's and drives stealing off. a car. And the, the kid's kid was, like, um, the kid was this ain't even my car. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I don't have a license. He's like, neither do I. So we're good. Yeah. What do you like to play like it was a game with the cops? He's like, that's my car. Coworker over there. He's like, hey, I'm watch. We're gonna do this thing where we get behind him. <laughs> oh, that was great. Like I've seen that in another movie. I can't remember what it was, but where they like got in front of the cop in the truck and then like swerved back behind the truck as the cops drove off. Mm-hmm. Except he caught back up to the cops. I'm like, if you're trying to get away from the cops, why would you why catch you back up to hold them? back and get yeah. lost in traffic? I honestly thought like when he pulled off, it looked like he was pulling like off the off ramp or something, yeah. but then he just like sped up and got right next to the cop. Yeah, like he, I'm get, like, he gets over like, hello. Yeah, he's like, like, you could have gotten away Scott clean free like and no problems. Like, well, you're you're knocking him. every cop <laughs> down and just increasing the amount of charges that you're going to get. <laughs> yeah. Which... You know, by the end of this, he wasn't charged with jack shit. Oh, <laughs> I would have yeah. been, I would have been under the jail. <laughs> like, you're an investigative reporter, but the law is the yeah. law. <laughs> <laughs> like you were speeding, reckless endangerment, like when you have, uh, well, assaulting a police officer. But when the the chief of police is like corrupt and behind <laughs> all well, stuff, I mean, that you might still, be. you still broke the law. <laughs> the law is the law. You still hit that cop but in the back of the head with a Nick, Nick, the law is the law for you. Oh, that's true. Get out of town. That's why, guys, we live a so different north life. north to Alaska, <laughs> south to Rio. <laughs> but if they if they wouldn't if they wouldn't have caught up like that, they wouldn't have been able to flip like three cars though. <laughs> yeah, at the end of this thing. I gotta say they would have would have made even more in the budget then. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and you would have been even more wrong. Oh yeah, it's that's crazy true. this movie I was love made. Hot chocolate. Oops, sorry. <laughs> the um. 
like almost all the big like major songs are about the actual character Fletch. That's crazy. <laughs> I didn't notice that. Yeah, yeah, like like the, the beginning is a, like the the bit by the, bit. The bit. That's a song about Fletch. Yep. The um, uh, the get out of town like that. Like in the credits, it says you know get out of town, and it's a, like Fletch song or something after really? that. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's oh, um, so it's like moving out parentheses. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, then there's that main, the Fletch theme, the, the right. do, 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 like all of these written specifically for that movie, and they're all like pretty good, or at least memorable. Some of the score sounds like a Super Nintendo game. Is this Fletch or a Super Nintendo game? Is it F-Zero or These were the years that the uh, the keyboard guitar was popular, oh, yeah. so everybody oh, yeah. was, yep. was uh, composing everything well, on keyboard guitars. Well, they did it really well in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that chase leads to that convention, and that is like... Cause you're like, like, how is he gonna get out of that? Like, yeah. what's what's gonna? And then the, the respect the police officers, the hug well, of it. So that was it. Just well, he he gets the. What I thought was funny about that scene was he like he he puts on the outfit, which he just happened to find a jacket that fit him. He grabs a tray and he's like, "Would you like more coffee?" He's like, "Sure." He like picks up the coffee and like runs around and yeah. puts it right back on the table. And then he, he grabs the old guy's soup and moves it over to this guy's table <laughs> and gives him water. I'm like, "What the fuck is he doing?" It's, it's hilarious. So just, oh, I love it. Everybody in that it's room like, is like, "What's going on?" I really think that they did not tell these guys. What was going to happen? <laughs> They're like, "Oh, here's what we need. We need you guys to do this scene, and don't worry about it. Just you know, flow, just play well, along with it." And he comes in and just starts fucking with them, and they're all like, "Um, we don't know what we're supposed to do." Well, now. it's great to actually see physical comedy that isn't just like it's a ball shot or it's a head shot. Right. Don't get me wrong, that's hilarious, <laughs> but it's nice that there's other stuff. Yeah. Well, I'm really surprised that the cops found him in here. Because they didn't really see him go in the back door. Well, they probably were surrounding all buildings and just searching for, and then one's like, hey, go, go over here. I guess that's <laughs> like three true. of them showed up, I think. Maybe I, four. I just don't understand why it took them so long to get through that crowd. Like, <laughs> he was sitting there, and they're like, they're like literally going Those any are, way they could through the table without right. going. Has an old them. person ever hugged you? Good luck getting out of that. <laughs> <laughs> I want your youth. <laughs> well, and, they, and, the, and the dwarfman that they're like celebrating in that thing is the father of flounder from animal house the do- <laughs> it's an actual fa- yeah it's a yeah, chevy chase that, and tim matheson was in animal house right. he's playing the he's, role that chevy chase was supposed to play. He, he was supposed to play that role he's in talking house. about him having syphilis or something like that and he oh, keeps leaning over to the old lady he's like that didn't happen i don't have that yeah, like, not, you were strong really. for him during <laughs> syphilis and she's like who are you what i didn't know anything about that it's like it's great you got your vision back. <laughs> what what are TRB? That was the name of the group that like, whatever they were, yeah, yeah. Like I, I could not figure that out because they get the like the Boy Scout they hats, look like, like, Boy Scout, oh, yeah, Boy Scout uniforms. But so. they're a bunch of old guys with. I think it had to be like some kind of like Teamsters reunion. I, I thought Baltimore, it was like an like, old army troop. Oh, I, 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 maybe, no, because none of them had none of them had like military out. Like it was just the hat, and they were wearing like suits. But it was there was like no a, no regalia of any kind. It was like a moose lodge or yeah. something. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> kind of seemed like. I was thinking it was like a, it was like some kind of like old teamster thing, like some kind of like union whatever. <laughs> I don't know. I still don't know. I'm sure if we were trying to look up TRB, we'd find out. But how would anyone ever be able to find that? <laughs> oh, uh, that's a damn mystery for the ages, I guess. Corey told me to leave my phone at the door. <laughs> <laughs> put it in you this know. aquarium. <laughs> <laughs> that, that phone's still going to work, right? That one's got water in it. Don't care. <laughs> I've got rice, too. <laughs> <laughs> that's, how, that's how we eat the fish when they die. <laughs> Seems Sushi. like there'd be an easier way to store a phone. But what do I know? I got nothing. 
Huh, is this some made up? I yeah. Guess? That's less fun. But. <laughs> well, that's flesh. He makes up a lot of shit. So <laughs> You're it right. plays along with the movie. You're actually seeing the movie from his perspective. That's <laughs> why he's in every shot. Torrance, it's actually a dream. Regal boys. <laughs> it's, a, it's actually the dream of an autistic child. It's not even Fletch. You don't even know what this movie is. <laughs> I see dead people. So he walks into uh, Stanwick's uh, office to... Um, basically do what he wanted him to do. So he walks into, and at the time that Stanwick had planned, and he's going to go in and, and, and kill Stanwick. When he walks well, in... He's going to confront him. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, 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 Stanwick knows he's coming because that's the time they had set up. So that's... Mm-hmm. He walks in, and Stanwick is up on top of the library with a gun, with his gun, and he's about to kill Fletch. And he's like, why are you wearing my suit? Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I don't understand. <laughs> and he's like, well, I, I love the, the series. Like, yeah, well, your wife gave it to me after we were in bed or something like that. What did he say? When they when they were in, we were in bed together. Well, they, or when the wife shows up there, because Fletch told her not to be there, but she was yeah. there. And surprisingly, he's like, and he said, I, I figured it out, you know, when my wife. My wife. When my, yeah. My wife. <laughs> he does it better. <laughs> <laughs> My wife, uh, you know, when your wife, after we slept together in bed, she said we had the fr- same build, which I imagine is just from the waist up. <laughs> <laughs> so he's got on his suit, and uh, he's like, so I guess you were just going to kill me, throw me in the car, burn me alive, uh, burn me up, and then fly off to Rio. Um, he's like, but before anything happens, you need to read that, because if anything happens to me, this is going to get delivered to whatever. So he starts reading the letter, and the letter basically spells out the entire, like, evil plan that he had <laughs> just yeah. just his side of the yeah. plan yeah, yeah, yeah. His his side side. Of the plan. so he's like you're gonna do this you're gonna do that you're gonna fly off with your wife right after you killed me and made it seem like you died and then and he's like and your wife is in a is in a like a motel six in provo Utah, yeah. or something yeah. like that <laughs> he like literally had every bit of that dude's plan like spelled out like exactly mm-hmm. where they were going what time they were doing whatever like everything yeah. was there and he's yeah. like i i met you like four days ago <laughs> yep <laughs> he's like the greatest this has been years of my life you figured out in four days he's a journalist yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah not a detective a journalist undercover investigative journalism man yeah. they will go to great lengths uh, good. Apparently. he's a goddamn superhero that police department should hire him yeah <laughs> but as he's going down this uh this list of atrocities that fucking stanwick has come up with uh the police captain shows up oh i'm here <laughs> i just got oh, done with my sandwich <laughs> It's, when he walks on the screen, it almost looks like he's pulling up his pants from the dookie left. <laughs> <laughs> and wiping the grease off him. Yeah. I was promised another steak sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be a double flusher. I'm real sorry about that. What are we shooting now? French fried taters. <laughs> so he walks in with a gun, and he's telling him, uh, he's, he's like, I'll take care of this. So Fletch clues him in on what's going on, the fact that he was uh, going to take off with the with the drugs, the money that he fronted him. He was going to take off with the $3 million, fly off, and leave him holding the bag on the whole uh, the whole drug-muling situation um, with the Colombians. And uh, he shoots him. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's, like, no no like no, no real problem. He's just like, fuck you, bang, yeah, and he's, he's gone. He's so. like, stop talking. Time for eating. <laughs> bang. Your mouth's for eating, not talking. Don't <laughs> interrupt when my stomach's talking. <laughs> you hear that? <laughs> so he just kills him and uh he proceeds to try to kill fletch and apparently that downward strike she was practicing in the beginning of the show was strong enough to knock his ass out There's with this... a little flimsy like racket that's yeah. a bad take that's it all didn't that even is break it didn't break he just hit him over the head with it and he not he fell out like the, the, i figured that thing would have broke yeah. so uh <laughs> that's the most unrealistic part of the movie <laughs> Exactly. So then he goes and he's sitting around. And he has a lighter. He throws it at the fireplace. Fireplace goes boom, and Joe Don Baker. Joe Don Baker goes, oh, 
and then it's kind of the end of the thing where they all have the story down, and uh, Fletch gets to take his vacation, and then they're on the beach, and it's like, oh, look, we're together now. He's like, Until Fletch, too. I'm going to take him to play basketball. That's how it's done, Vic! <laughs> He's still got the music playing! Our hero commits credit card fraud, and the movie's <laughs> over. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a quick commercial break. You're listening to the Showdown Podcast. After these messages, we'll be right back. Yeah. It's commercial time. Corey, go ahead and tell the people where they can find you. You can find me at... Shut the fuck up. Vic, go ahead and start it off. <laughs> you can find me at MillerKing51 on social media and as Black and Angry, that's B-L-A-Q and Angry on all gaming platforms. All right, Corey, that was rude. Okay. Of me to not let our guests go uh, before you. Go ahead, Bryn. CallCinemaCavalcade.com. Mail at CallCinemaCavalcade.com. At CCCavalcade. Uh, Facebook, CallCinemaCavalcade.com. And on iTunes. What about you? At BT Peters. There we go. All right. And now, at my name is Colin for him. All right, yeah. Hold on, Colin. I think it would be better if we went like Showdown, Cinema. So, Corey, go ahead. Okay. You can find That's an awful <laughs> idea. Go ahead, Colin. <laughs> well, everything uh, Brandon uh, just said. So. What about it. you? I. You don't have the, personal Twitter? That was everything. He's, uh, my name is Colin. I'm on Twitter at my name is Colin. There <laughs> we go. How do you spell that? <laughs> M Y N A M E I S. C U L L E N. Ta da. Kind of meant the last part there. Figured everybody <laughs> would know how to spell my name. <laughs> <laughs> if Eminem has taught us anything. <laughs> I wanted it to be suspenseful like Fletch. All right, Corey. All right. You Before you go, I'm going to let them know that they can find me at Brad Scott Comedy on Twitter and Instagram, BradScottComedy.com, and on Facebook at Comedian Brad Scott. All right, Corey. I'm sorry. This is bit, I've been so rude. I've cut you off now. One, two, record four times. <laughs> so. I think enough people have listened to all the episodes, they don't even need to go. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. I just let you do it. All right. Let's go one for the thumb. How about finding the showdown <laughs> at the showdown pod on Twitter and our new Instagram account and follow uh, us on Twitter and Instagram, but also make sure you go to Facebook, the showdown podcast, click like somebody should. And don't forget uh, Brad's your show, your other show. Oh, WrestleMania. Yeah. If you are a pro wrestling fan, me and Bob and Tom writer Brent Terhune sit down every week. And cover what's going on in WWE from a comedic point of view. That's at WrestleMania Pod. WrestleMania with an A at WrestleMania Pod. And don't forget to check out Miller Times Podcast, where we talk TV, Vic and I, uh, every week, probably usually on the weekends, uh, the new episodes are out. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Miller Times Pod. You're going to say something, I was not going to say a damn thing. All right. You can also find me on Twitter at NKO Gonzo, as well as Letterboxd. All right, this is like the fourth quarter of an NFL game. That's a long <laughs> ass Let's get back to the show, and we're going to find out if Fletch survives. Welcome back to the Showdown Podcast. This is a Chevy Chase song. Called Colorado. Mu- musician Chevy Chase. 
Utah. It should have been named Provo, Utah. <laughs> it should have been. Yeah, that would have been good. Uh, or Wally's World. <laughs> so, it, wait, no, it was Wally World, right? Not Wally. No, it was Wally. Was it was possessive, though? Wally's? Yeah. I said Wally's World. Yeah. It was that how it was? Wally World. I think it was Wally World. Wally World. I don't think it was possessive. Wally Wally. Yeah, I don't think it was a He didn't own it. It was just named after him. Exactly, yeah. I don't think it was possessive. Like, I don't think it was apostrophe S. All right. That's yeah. the B-side. This is a surprisingly in a three-time award-winning podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, if, it's, if it's not surprising, one of our awards was Best Intro, <laughs> <laughs> which means the rest of it was awful. <laughs> but you guys nailed the start. <laughs> <laughs> so we uh, have been talking about Fletch, 1985, comedy, action, thriller. Could you feel my air quotes? Yeah. Um, we are here with the guys from Colt Cinema Cavalcade, Brandon Peters and Colin Bricker. We appreciate you guys being here. Uh, let's go ahead and have our guests start off. Whose pick was this? Uh, I think it was us. It was, was yours. Us. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. So, uh, well, yeah, well, the, rightfully we'll have you guys start. And does it survive or not? Me or you? You, 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 you each. You each. You go. Pick. Yeah, you each can pick. Do it. You lead. Do it. Do it. Your leader. Fletch. As I said, we kind of figured out the alpha of the show. <laughs> <laughs> he's just he's the first round. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Fletch, um, I, 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 best for me to go first because I'm the obvious one. I, you know, help pick it because I really like this movie a lot, and it's a movie that at first I really kind of was like, eh, it was okay. But the more you watch Fletch, the more it starts unlocking, because um, the first time you might miss a bit, focused on trying to figure out the mystery, the mystery starts to become like more clear after views, and the quips get funnier. It gets a little more um, silly, childish, and I think it's really good and. One of the things I said about it that I, I think maybe underrated is that it's a movie. It's like a really great detective movie because we actually see a guy researching, investigating, and, like using deceit, like and you know thinking quickly on his feet and impro- imp- improvising situations. He's finding conspiracies, links to things, and and you know it's just it's done through a silly thing with Chevy Chase actually for once being a competent person and not like a buffoon like he is in most of his movies he's actually the most competent person oh. in the movie and he's really i mean he's really smart we see things from his point of view we never leave to just see a, a phone call between Joe Don Baker and Tim Matheson to just kind of like dispel the mystery a bit but we see him put it together and in the end he's really we're so close to figuring it out with him but he's got the last piece because it's his you know he's the one solving the mystery and I just think it works really well as a detective story, and I think I like Chevy Chase's quips. And I'll say it's the best. Well, it may it's the best Chevy Chase movie, but maybe not the best movie he's in. That could be up for debate, but I strongly recommend it. I I think it gets better. It's one of those movies that gets better the more you watch it. Okay, and Kong. Uh, I really like the uh, the physical comedy in this. Uh, that's one of the things that Chevy Chase is kind of known for, but not as many people bring up. I think if this was lighter movies, people just didn't really do it that much. Um, but it's really nice to see physical comedy that isn't, like I said, just all butts and nuts. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I also think this is like the closest. <laughs> this is like the closest of all his characters to him, like to his actual personality, I think. Where he's like he's funny, he's clever, but he's also kind of a dick. I think he's probably more of a dick in real life than I, I in this movie. I think it's well documented yeah, that Chevy Chase yeah. is a pretty big dick in yeah, real life. It, it, exactly, but and for whatever reason, in this movie, it's endearing. Like I said, our hero commits credit card fraud at the end of the movie, <laughs> but we just think, oh, that Fletch, 
Minute by minute. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. The songs are just, they're pretty memorable and pretty awesome. So, um, yeah, it stands up for me. I still like it. All right, I'll go next. Did not. And I think it's kind of what you said. First time I saw it, comedy doesn't age well. And I think had I seen it when I was a kid, I would have had a more of an appreciation for it. Okay. But there was no nostalgia for me with the movie. And I'm going in watching a 1980s comedy in 2017. And I tried to keep as much of an open mind, but it just wasn't for me personally. Now, if I watch it again, I'm not going to say I wouldn't like it more. Right. It's a bit loaded and layered. And that yeah. maybe the second time you watch it, you don't like it. There's but more, I'm, I'm just saying, like, it's the first time there's a lot coming at you. It's yeah. surprising there's that much mystery in a comedy. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's very exactly. plot heavy. So it does not hold up for me. So Vic or Corey? Vic, go ahead. Why me? Because he's dying. <laughs> dying. dying. <laughs> I'm over coughing. Jeez. Get an EpiPen. All right, fine, final I'll episode. Fine, I'll go. Um, <laughs> I have always liked this movie, as I think I said before, and uh, just watching it again, it still holds up with me. The jokes, a lot of the jokes still make me laugh. The memorable quotes, Moon River and whatnot. Uh, yeah, it's that stuff still holds up with me. I still think it's funny. So I say yes, it stays. Vic? Um, again, this is the first time I've watched the movie. Um, I still do not understand the white man's attraction to Chevy Chase. Like every <laughs> time you guys talk about him, you're like, cup the balls. No, like, I don't get it. I, I don't, don't I don't see so. it. And th- three out of five are saying that's exactly what it is. So well, and said, we, I mean, we didn't even, talk even, about his like uh, costumes. Um, we or just anything, uh, yeah. with uh, even with um, the, the last one we just did. It was the same thing. You're like, oh, it's such a great thing. It's so wonderful. It's just I don't know. I don't get the I don't get the funny to it. It's not it's it's it was interesting to see like the 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 detective part of it, mm-hmm. but I just never really got I don't really see the the humor in all of it. It just it literally was like the white version of Beverly Hills Cop to me. He ran away because he knows he fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I was thinking too. That it was the the white Beverly Hills. Yeah, yeah, that, like, that, yeah. And, like even even some of the music like had the same like beat patterns as the as as mm-hmm. like because yeah, the Bever- like, yeah. Beverly Hills Cop like there's like I don't know if it's like quite as like interwoven like the mystery yeah you know yeah i think but it's more still, on the surface it yeah. is more on the surface yeah it's, it's a little easier to follow but it's yeah remember this comes higher on the action and a bit more with the physical comedy yeah. type things to it but mm-hmm. it's just i mean I, I think some some parts of it i did find really funny it's just i, I guess i'd have to see it some more to really figure out if i could like it but on mm. the first run well, can we acknowledge I just don't think so. he fucked this whole segment up by <laughs> Should have let Vic go if you knew you were going to agree with them. He did. Then we would have had two. No, 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 hold on. on. No, he I did. Was arguing with him. And then you threw it back to him. But then he said, "I'll take and it." And then, but no, oh, yeah. Okay. Then he started to go. I was about to. And right before he spoke, fucking old man River over here, <laughs> old Moon River, <laughs> old Moon River <laughs> jumps in. Yeah. No, he's just. You in your mind, the only chance we have for some suspense is if he says no, because you know you're going to agree with them, which makes it three, which makes it. Yeah, would have been great had we had two and two, and you then you would have been able to take a minute and set it up, and you would have said, you know, I watched it all the time. Ah, missed opportunity, but it is a survivor. <laughs> Such a missed opportunity. But How long have we done this show? What was it? Because well, look what it turned into. Quit pointing that out, too. <laughs> God damn, you don't know how comedy works. You don't know how comedy works after... Three goddamn years almost. <laughs> almost three years. Oh, all right. And after watching a comedy. Yeah. 
Which we didn't we didn't discuss a lot of the comedy and we didn't even talk about disguises and stuff. We were so talking about yeah. talking about the plot. That's why I'm saying this movie is and the first viewing is like boom, here's a lot of shit. And yeah. then the next time you see it, you know what the mystery does and you'll see more of the comedy and then you see more of the little inner work. The mystery really holds up. If you put it all together, it's yeah. a, it's quite I actually did like the fact that uh what uh the the What's his fuck? What's his nuts? Uh, Stanwick. Stanwick mm-hmm. had on his outfit. Yeah. Or yeah. what he, he no, had it's on what his he suit. thought would look like his outfit because Chevy had like a, a hoodie. Well, he and had a jersey, well, but he had the rich man's dressing up like that. Yeah, outfit. yeah. He it had, but he had like a brand new like jersey yeah. on. He yeah. had like a weird green cap instead yeah. of just a baseball. And he had a blazer cap, instead looked, of like the yeah, hoodie. Yeah. He was just trying to make himself look as much like Chevy when he walked in the house the first time. Yeah. As he mm-hmm. did, you know, when when he came supposedly came back this time, thinking he was he was actually homeless, maybe. I don't see how this guy didn't like notice he was around. Like yeah. he was literally never anywhere around and he's literally like on his heels the entire time and Stanwick never notices anything until the very end. <laughs> yeah, it's like, like how oblivious can you possibly be? Yeah, where the hell is Stanwick like this entire movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like as as, as no one said like hey, Provo and Rio and Well, we know where his plane was cuz fucking Fletch is at it. Well, his like, wife <laughs> doesn't know where he's at either though. That's the thing cuz he's he's doing stuff to prepare for this right and his wife was like i haven't seen him in this long or you know so. yeah i haven't seen him in three weeks like why the yeah. fuck are you married to this dude yeah <laughs> you give him three million dollars he disappears for three money. weeks probably got a problem she's the money though he's not yeah, the money true. she's the money yeah. <laughs> i can see if he was the rich one but she's the rich one right yeah and, like, <laughs> and then he just bugs out with what was it like eight hundred thousand was yeah. even that much right. yeah eight hundred thousand from the from the, the drug dealers yeah <laughs> From Joe Don. Because three million in like Rio isn't enough. <laughs> like you can buy yeah. Rio for three million dollars probably. <laughs> wow, that's pretty cheap. Well, he did get an entire plot of land for three thousand dollars. That's true. So fits the story. <laughs> so through the eighties, Chevy was in a lot of movies. Uh starting in nineteen eighty, he was in three of them. Uh Caddyshack, as we all know. Probably what won his best one? Best movie he's in. It's, it's up. For, it's in his top five, probably. Yeah, I'd say top five. Yeah. It's one that I liked him in. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that yeah, helps. Yeah. <laughs> There's th- not th- many. Th- that's a similar Fletch character, but it's like Fletch if like he was high all the time. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. kind of what that character is. Uh, he was in. Uh, he reteamed with Goldie Hawn in Seems Like Old Times, and Oh Heavenly Dog was the third movie from 1980 where he played. He was. He's Benji. It was basically. That he was, he was a cop whose partner died and was reincarnated as this dog, and they have to go and figure yeah. out. It's everything Turner and Hooch should have been. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it sounds like like a few other. Didn't 80s. Disney make that movie, The Shaggy Dog? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. the same movie. Or The Sixth Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he has to find out like who murdered him. I, I think. think so. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so the next year, so 80- a dog has to solve a mystery. <laughs> dog Fletch. Yeah. It's called Fetch. It would have been good if it had been a Rottweiler, and it would have been Forrest Whitaker. Who was <laughs> Trevor, you got to help me find who killed me. Um, so in 81, there was two of them, Modern Problems, which is one that I always remember from a kid. I used to see it on HBO all the time. He uh, comes in contact with nuclear waste, and so through the whole movie, he'll, he's got like a green glow to him. Yeah. I know my dad told me about that movie. I said, what? what? That's not a movie. <laughs> and then I was re- just thinking that. <laughs> yeah. Then we rented it, and sure enough, it's a movie. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, that was, I'm sure they wrote that entire script on Coke. <laughs> <laughs> what 
what if you could like move things with your mind, man? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's not coke. Put it, in, it, put it in there. Put yeah, it in there. Put it yeah, in. exactly. Yeah. One guy was on coke. Yeah. The other guy was on downers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, that year, Under the Rainbow, which is set in the 30s around the uh, the filming of Wizard of Oz, and he plays like I don't even remember. I think he works in a hotel or something that all the Munchkin actors are staying mm-hmm. in, and so there's a lot of Munchkin actors. I always. That's one that's real fuzzy in my head. Is it a From, comedy or is it? A, um, I never even heard of that. I feel like it's a really sad I movie. I feel like it's like his, the Munchkins. Sounded, were, the sound <laughs> of that, I'm like, is that like his pennies from heaven? Is that what? <laughs> yeah, I'm trying. It's listed as a comedy. Okay. Hmm. So it's I don't remember much of it because I was so young when I saw it, and it's probably not even in print. Well, 1941 is supposed to be a comedy, and look where we are there. Yeah. <laughs> so the thing with Chevy Chase too, there's a lot of things where he would go like he worked really good with Michael Ritchie, the director on this, because they he would say, okay, well, we're going to do it as it's scripted, and then we'll do your way, mm-hmm. and then we'll yeah. do that, and then in the end we'll pick the be- how it works best. But he didn't work well with a lot of directors, and you can see movies where he has too much control because there's a lot of stuff that you're like. Chevy thinks this is hilarious right. and it yeah. just falls yeah. fucking flat. It's really self-indulgent. Like, like Fletch That's Lives becomes a bit of that. Like, if Fletch mm-hmm. Lives, not very good. It's not, I don't think it's as horrible as people say. It's not, it's not very good, but no. there's, I, I there's a lot him. of Chevy doing this, like, song uh, and dance numbers. Like, this is he's like, did you see how much money I made on the first one? Let me do this. Yeah, yeah well, I'm sure <laughs> that was a matter of, like, I know the character. I'm Fletch. I know what to do. Just follow my lead. <laughs> so he took 82 off, and an 83 came out with... Uh, National Lampoon's Vacation and Deal of the Century, which that was with uh, who was it? Gregory Hines and Sigourney Weaver, where they're an ar- it's about an arms dealer in South America selling weapons to revolutionaries. I don't. I never saw this one. That's I never. I don't think I heard of it, this one. I'm surprised. It's got Gregory Hines in it. Yeah, it's not surprising. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then jump in '85. He was in one, two, three, four. Five, oh no, four movies. Fletch. Still. Oh, Deal of That's why I knew it's a William Freakin movie. Which one? Yeah, did the, the Exorcist. And oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's, it's, that like, monster. He would call it, it's what he did after Cruising. Um, was that one. But yeah, this is weird. So in 85, we had Fletch, as we just did. Spies Like Us with Dan Aykroyd. Mm-hmm. Uh, Follow That Bird, which he wasn't in very much of <laughs> no. that. But. Uh, that was that was the Fletch of Bird movies. Yeah. <laughs> and then European Vacation also came out. And something that uh, Brandon noticed whenever they released a vacation movie starting with this one, a Fletch movie came out. And that's in his yeah. deal. <laughs> yeah, I'll do the vacation I movie. Fletch. Hey, at least when he steals your information, he gives you credit for it. <laughs> 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 um Three Amigos came out in 86. I'm surprised we didn't get Vegas Fletch. in. Uh, <laughs> well, they were working on Fletch 1 with Kevin Smith at the time, and Kevin Smith and, and Chevy didn't get along too well. Imagine that. <laughs> that yeah. that's, well, that's why, he, no, that's why he went with Fletch 1, is so he wouldn't have to work with Chevy Chase, because he was, got on board to do a sequel. They didn't agree on stuff, and he's like, well, because Fletch came from books, a book series. There's right. a ton of books. And one of the books is Fletch 1. It's a later book that takes place, like, like years before the first movie, so he's a younger person. So that's where the Fletch One idea came mm-hmm. because Kevin Smith didn't want to work with him, and then Kevin Smith would leave Fletch One, and other people would come on board, and it's still in production, yeah, uh, pre-production stuff. I don't think we're ever gonna see that. I don't know. Don't give up. I thought the same thing about it. Yeah. <laughs> and this September. Yeah. Yep. I know. I yep. can't believe that's happening. Well, let's see if it ends the same way. I'm sorry. What can't you believe about it? I'm not upset. I'm just saying I'm surprised. Let me ask you this. Oh boy, here it goes. If you were going to have you know, a movie battle. Okay. And one person chose. This is a Halloween themed episode. Okay. One person took Stephen King's it. 
The other person took Halloween. <laughs> okay. Who do you think would win? As as which one is a better movie? A better Halloween movie. Halloween. Yeah. That's not what happened on this show. <laughs> <laughs> and do you want to know why? Why oh, is man. that? Good. Tell him why, Corey. Tell him why. Because I forgot to mention the spider at the end of the movie. Yeah. He got drunk. <laughs> forgot to mention that part. He got drunk. Oh. And he was arguing for Halloween. I was arguing for it. And he let me just argue the first two thirds of the movie about the creepy clown and never once brought up the ending. <laughs> agreed, wow. agreed with him about how creepy the clown was on a number of yeah, occasions. In fact, yeah. basically made my argument for me. <laughs> and then when I decided to cut it off, he went with it. And I, I literally let him sit there. And like, yeah, I, gave I, him a I chance. Like, anything you want to add? Like, did you want to talk about anything else about his movie? Like, is there anything else you like? Nothing? All right. No, man. <laughs> I stand on my... That's what happens when you get to a certain age and you can't handle your... <laughs> <laughs> Stop drinking that moonshine, Corey. <laughs> ah, I felt good to bring that up. Go ahead. <laughs> Tell he us about more 80s... bring this up whenever you can. <laughs> what, what other 80s movies that Chevy Chase had? Okay, you had Three Amigos in 86. I thought this was, segment was going to be a little different than you just literally listening <laughs> to it. I thought there was going to be a common theme, a connection. Or its theme is Chevy Chase in 10 years. I like the uh, the Under the Rainbow, though. That's a messed up movie sounding. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So what are the highlights? Fletch Lives and Christmas Vacation, both in 89. Mm-hmm. You kind of skipped over 88 with Funny Farm and yeah, Caddyshack 2. Funny Farm and Caddyshack. Although no, I think most of the audience has skipped over Caddyshack yeah, 2. Yeah, Caddyshack mm-hmm. 2, you can skip over that one. Three Amigos? Yeah, 86? I, I said oh, that you one. did. Okay. Yeah. That's a huge movie. Damn right. And then just out of the 80s, Nothing But Trouble. Yeah. That yeah, is say, such a weird movie. I'd like to follow that up with um, Joe Don Baker in 1982 was in a movie <laughs> called Blacko. <laughs> he followed it up in 83 <laughs> with Joysticks. In 84, he was the Whammer in The Natural. Uh, of course, 85, he did Fletch, but he also did Final Justice. <laughs> 1986, Joe Don Baker did giving it, Getting Even. Oh, 87, Leonard, part six. <laughs> 1987, Killing Time. 87, The Living Daylights. Criminal Law in 88. And then, of course, in 1991, Cape Fear. Um, you guys, you guys want to... I mean, there's more people in this movie. We <laughs> <to see laughs> <the 80s. laughs> All right. Actually, I do. I have a segment I'd like to um, to introduce. Oh, yeah? Um, Delete Corey's previous segment. <laughs> <laughs> Since you guys are listening to this uh, the first week of February around know. there, somewhere around. You're listening to this in February. <laughs> or March. It's Black History Month. <laughs> <laughs> you better pull this out in February then, Corey, because this is where this segment's going. I thought we would do a little segment called Vic, Tell Us About a Black Person. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> no, he was Arab. So go ahead, Vic. Just Technically, that's a black person well, okay. by any other standard, especially right. Europeans. He's a black man. All right. All right. So, Vic. Just tell us about a black person. It could be a black person you know, a famous one. We don't care. Just tell us about a black person. God damn it. Talk about putting somebody on the spot. Look at all these eyes like on you. Let me tell you about this black man. Uh, His name is Victor Joe Emmanuel Alexander Elcock Miller Jr. That is my birth name. That's a lot of words. No, don't tell us about you. (laughs) I'm a black man. The audience knows you. (laughs) You You're supposed to enlighten us about other black people. You're the only black person. Treat right. it like you're the only I'm, black okay. person, Corey. I'm going to tell you about Mr. Phillips. Mr. Phillips was my high school. Um, he was the disciplinary uh, principal for my high school. Did he have an afro? Uh, he did have a. He had a. How he had a micro fro. Um, he was like six foot five, like humongous man, and um, so he, like show enough. 
Exactly. <laughs> Show enough. Um, he let me out of getting uh, expelled from school for beating up this uh, Latino guy for threatening to kill me. Um, he's one of my heroes. Uh, he saved my high school career. He's a black man who deserves recognition. There you go. And this has been Vic Tells Us About a Black Guy. Thank you, Vic. You know, I'm happy to, you know to enlighten the white masses. You know what, since we had we had our spooktacular episodes for Halloween. We had Christmas tastic. Did not uh, for say Christmas. the word spooktacular <laughs> during um, Black History Month <laughs> because yeah. that has a whole other uh, connotation. Uh, what, what should we What should we call uh, February's uh, episode? I mean, we started off bad with Fletch, but <laughs> maybe mm. you know, maybe next month we'll do next week. Vic talks about the bowling alley attendant that once <laughs> <laughs> saved his game by adding that extra pin on the strike to win the championship. Our Blacktastic series. Blacktacular. And uh, next week's episode is going to be parts one through four of Roots. Blacktastic <laughs> February. We're going to look back to see if it holds up. <laughs> Stay tuned. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun, guys. I have a, I have hey, O.J. Simpson fans, guess what? <laughs> Whip yourselves into shape, listeners, and get, get cracking on watching Roots. <laughs> God. Corey Toby Miller. All right, we're getting into uncharted territory. <laughs> we need to stop right now. <laughs> yeah, no, that's the line. Uh, that's we, we're getting the black line. It, it was, yeah. <laughs> I mean, stop what you're doing. The whip he's was about on purpose. To ruin. The craft was on accident. I realized, I realized, I was like, oh, shit, double, double whammy that. Some Simpson writing. Yeah. Two jokes in a sentence. <laughs> All right, so uh, that's this episode, right? <laughs> yeah, it is. Let's get out while we can. Thank you for listening to the Showdown podcast. Like we, we'd like to apologize to all the uh, uh, all of our Colt Cinnamon Calvacate listeners that have joined us. <laughs> yeah, you didn't realize what you were getting into. Sorry, They're both Gary. okay. Yeah. They'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> and for both of our listeners, I'm Brad Scott. I'm Corey. I'm Vic. I'm Brandon. And Colin. And Vic's black. We need to point that out, specifically for the ending of this episode. Because <laughs> it would be really bad if like Vic was just a white guy. And we're like, tell us about a black guy, Vic. <laughs> <laughs> so we hope you uh, we hope you go to all the social media, let us know what you think, and we'll talk to you next time. Weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.